Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! the Comfortable in Chaos podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg. And without further ado, man, I wanted y'all to hear what my buddy Keith Kramer, 30-year veteran of the airwaves and host of the Sunday Stripped. These are stripped acoustical sets by the best rock entertainers out there. Sunday Stripped podcast by my buddy Keith Kramer on Podbean what he had to say about the show and then we will jump right into our message Sunday stripped What up it's Kramer we're about to start up Sunday strip for this weekend can't wait but first I want to tell you about a podcast Every now and then I'll take on an advertiser for our show and when I do I want it to be relatable to men You know, we talk about real men issues sometimes on this show just due to the artist and things that they go through, whether it be really heavy, like, you know, of course, suicide comes up, drug use comes up, then going through life in general, it's tough to be a guy. It really is. And men are taught to be these real men, these badass, accolades-driven, achievement-driven, whatever. And if you're single, you're by yourself, hey, easy pickings, but... If you choose to not do it alone and include your spouse and your kids with the same amount of tenacity that you do elsewhere, like your career, this show is for you to show you and tell you how to do it. You can still live a full life and allow those people by your side. The name of the show is Comfortable in Chaos with Eric Helberg. I love this dude. If you reach out to him, call him Batman and he'll know exactly who sent you. He's one of the nicest dudes you'll ever talk to, ever listen to on a podcast. He's br- he's brilliant, and you'll feel right at home with him, man. Trust me. Uh, check out his website, Comfortable in Chaos with Eric Helberg. If you want to email him, it's get underscore recovery at msn.com. The Comfortable in Chaos podcast with my man, Eric Helberg. All right, all right. So cool, man. Very cool to have Mr. Kramer's support on the Sunday Strip podcast. His iconic voice is the one you hear in our intro and outro music, and the more we got to know one another, we realized our shows fit each other very, very well. He's got a diverse group of musicians that he interviews, goes through life's travails, life's triumphs, and... um, You know, all these things that will test a man's character. And that's really our topic for today. There are so many outlets and things you can look up regarding character. Do you feel like you have it? Are you getting it? Is it growing? And I think there's several several attributes to it. We've talked in past episodes how 
Character really should not be defined by that external reality that we have as men because we've got to go out there, hunt, kill, provide, and the world gets to see a certain, uh, not in all cases, but a certain facade. There's some compliance. We have to fit in. We have to adjust. But we're really concerned with the character that our loved ones are able to observe. And character really is set up via behaviors. What are your behaviors? Not your bullshit talk, but your actions and or a lack thereof. I mean, look at it on the flip side of both both places. You go out there and no matter what you do, you're a total rock star, energetic, um, eager to help, uh, everyone loves you, you do a great job, then you come and you lay on your ass at home. That's not character. All right, let's go on the other side of the coin. Man, you're the consummate husband and father. You give it all right here at home. Then you go out and you're slovenly and or a sloth at the workplace well, you're going to have a lot of chance to demonstrate that love at home because you're not going to remain employed, right? And or be able to provide for them. So character is a broad spectrum of things. So how do we bring them all under this yoke and have it as least burdensome as possible? I think in order to have good character, you definitely need to spend time around others with good character. I mean, we've heard and we've read in Corinthians that you really become like the people you spend the most time around. No other human being is perfect. We know that. But you need to consider those attributes of the people you're with. And I would say you invest your time and energy to be around those other men that in some way maybe you want to emulate. We're men. Maybe they have courage. I think kindness is important. I think you can have courage and kindness, certainly faith, a belief in something higher than their own decrepit selves, a little bit of generosity. I think we also need to take out the trash, not just on Monday mornings when they pick up at uh, our place down here in Southeast Texas. I mean, the world where we work, what we're involved with, it consumes you. It tries to season or flavor your character like a recipe. So I think you really need to consider what is behind and or the attitudes that are demonstrated in the music and movies and stuff you look at and read and see. Because that right there can become a mental closet full of trash that may not come through a rigorous character challenge. I think another sign of character, and this was certainly a place where I lacked uh, because of my own emotional depravity, I would not fix problems quickly. I would if it involved my sustenance and or 
let's say work performance, a lot of times even image. Because the deeper issues, I had internalized those as a poor reflection of me and I just couldn't stay there. So I avoided it. But you can't do that. If you're struggling with something, you have some type of ongoing weakness or sin, deal with it early. Start talking about it. Guess what? That will bolster your ingoing combustion engine. It'll start getting a little heat. And that iron sharpening iron, find another brother. And therefore, that character starts to grow. Because we know in life that at some point, your character will be challenged. Someone's going to treat you poorly. You will face a tragedy. Maybe in your personal life. Could be in your professional life. You will be presented with opportunities to make dishonest decisions. Uh, kind of skirt the details, cheat. And when those times come, you're not going to have time to take a, uh, I don't know, a Bible course with your pastor or small group leader at church. You can't go enroll in six months of professional counseling before you are forced to make a decision. Who you really are at that time, your character will determine what it is that you do. Now, let's look at some instances whereby we can define character. Or, you tell me. You know I appreciate and love your comments, and I will always respond back expeditiously. Let's look at the example of Philip Workman. Philip Workman was a state of Tennessee death row inmate. Dude had killed a cop. And so he had languished on death row for a bit. Um, Stays and appeals had been exhausted, and it came time for him to die. Now, purportedly, he had made his peace, not only his peace with himself, but his peace with Christ and the Lord above. He was supposedly... A repentant and converted man. So at the time of his last meal request, he did not request a meal for himself. He requested that a vegetarian pizza, because he had become a vegetarian, he looked to be cleansed in all ways, evidently, be delivered to the nearest homeless man that could be found in and or around the prison in which he had been residing. Of course, his request was denied. Why Tennessee authorities couldn't fulfill that, I uh, that's kind of crazy. My guess is it wouldn't have cost the taxpayers any uh, extra money as compared to whatever they would have had to prepare for him before they killed him. Now, was that altruistic? Was he thinking beyond himself even though he was going to his imminent death? Did that show growth, maturity? I would say yes. What was the culmination of that? Well, he died. Refused to eat anything. And 
I would say, took it like a, uh, like a man, knowing he had a higher place to go. That this life had simply been a blip, and he was trying to make amends and live the rest of eternity more whole. But I would definitely say that that was giving. Let's do another. A little bit different circumstance. Let's take the Battle of Stalingrad, a supreme war of attrition in the winter, European winter. (laughs) That cold will kill you in and of itself. The German army at Stalingrad was led by Field Marshal Paulus. They had Stalingrad surrounded, and it had been. But by God, Stalingrad was not going to fall. It was the namesake of the leader of Russia. So entrenched urban warfare, probably at its most vicious. The fight went on and on and on, except the Germans were starving they were freezing, and they were being killed. So despite the fact that they had encircled that city, the Russians were killing them from inside out. Until Field Marshal Paulus surrendered, and he went up to the commanding Russian general and said, I make myself available as a prisoner of war to the Red Army. And he said, I don't think I will be needing this uniform anymore. The first field marshal ever captured in World War II. Hmm. He realized his fate and his men's fate, but really... He may or may not have been safe, but he knew his men would not be. And despite orders from the Rhineland, he decided to allow them to live, and he showed deference to those he was in combat against. Did that show character? I think so. Remember, we talk about history on here and how history always repeats itself. And that's why this debacle in Ukraine is so fantastically stupid. Really, it's sinister. We're not going to go into all that here because we covered heavy topics on the two episodes before. This is supposed to be a little bit more encouraging and uplifting. But let me ask you this. You think Vladimir Putin's going to let Russia go down? Hmm? a super competent, professional, KGB operative, a martial man, proficient in tactics, self-defense, has pride in every single one of his citizens, and the majority of them all feel the same about him. That's what you call effective leadership. They would rather eat wood than let whatever happens in Ukraine. It doesn't matter how much shit we send them or anyone else sends them. 
They get four to five billion dollars in loans and grants a month, a month. But your people are starving without, uh, have no chance for moving up these ladders in life right here in America because we have something else on our mind there in Ukraine. So our people can languish and we can let this proxy government that we put into place back in 2014 try to fight this Russian bear. I would say in that respect, because he cares about his family, that is his nation and people, Vladimir Putin, you have 10,000% more character than Father Papa Joe Biden does for his own American citizens. The country that made him and has supported him off our backs for the last 40 years, and he hasn't given us a damn thing other than grief, war, and subterfuge. Yeah, I would say both the example of Field Marshal Paulus, of the German army, and of course, Vladimir Putin. Those are demonstrable acts of character. How about we look at, since we're talking history, that kind of got me going in a different way. How about we look at the Japanese occupation of the Philippines in World War II? My goodness, and heck, I drive a Nissan Titan. Maybe I need to turn this thing back in. I don't know, but it's paid for. Kind of like what's going on in, with Israel and Hamas and everyone tries to put a moral equivalency. We know that, oh, Rashida Tlaib, the Democratic representative out of Michigan, says, my goodness, if Israel goes after Hamas, that's genocide. We already did an episode on genocide. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. Yeah, because the Japanese, those good people at that time, the atrocities that they committed are indescribable to women and children and experiments and as they occupied the Philippines, and we had to ferret them out, of course. That's why Filipinos and Americans are inextricably tied at the hip. And I would say, and by the way, did you know they had such badass people over there that went into full guerrilla mode? There were women. I'm talking puro, pure women jungle fighters with machetes. And you know, in the Philippines, man, they can fight. That's all that good espada y daga stuff, long knife, short knife, sticks, cali fighting, all that good stuff. There were women sneaking up and slitting the throats of uh, their Japanese oppressors. That's some damn full-bodied character right there. So let's look at some of the traits of, more specifically, Let's talk about Filipino immigrants. Since we spoke about immigration on here and the reshaping of this nation, I would say, and this goes to the essence of what we've been speaking, character, right? I have found Filipino people to be very hospitable. They share with others. I've experienced that firsthand. When my wife was in her election campaign, the kindness that was bestowed upon us and um, people that took an interest 
And although their backgrounds in some ways very much dissimilar um, from my wife's, but in some ways the same, but how they embraced her because they came into this country and they wanted to make the United States of America better. I would say what you find and that is attributable to good character is you're also respectful and courteous. That's prevalent in the Filipino culture, and I think it should be pervasive if you tout having a good character. You show respect to others. You were courteous to them. Strong family ties, right? How you act with your family is really what is the best demonstration of your character. And shouldn't you be respectful and courteous to your family and also hospitable to them? And of course, you have a strong religious tie. How can someone simply living in their own flesh for themselves, what feels good is good, I discern what is good, how could they ever make a proper decision without believing in a higher power? And for me, that's the good Lord above. Generous and helpful to their neighbors. Hmm. Okay, that's what we all need to be doing as Americans. Generous and helpful to our neighbors. And a strong work ethic. We can't get anywhere if we don't have a strong work ethic. It's the backbone of this great nation. Remember the old Protestant work ethic when the nation was founded? There's nothing wrong with it. Think about all the Filipinos you know, what they do. Small business owners, once they get here, they acculturate their people who are allowed to come. They're not trying to break the system, overwhelm it, and or subvert it by sneaking in. Instead, we're looking to bring immigrants from God knows where and simply put them in here to pad the voter rolls, pay for them without ever, in most cases, we'll let them vote without the benefit of ever having them on the tax rolls. Well, the Filipino community has gone above and beyond every one of those things. So I would say that those are some real essences of character. What I would tell you is, is what everyone is simply trying to get to because there is no such thing as perfection. There is no such thing whether you have a modicum of the Holy Spirit residing within you. And if you make yourself open and the more open you make it, the more you will receive from the Lord. But despite the amount of spirit in you, it is continual growth. The Bible never talks about perfection. It talks about a wholeness, a completeness of movement to become better, whereby at the end we are simply given the positive admonition, well done, my good and faithful servant. It's as if the race is never over. We continue in it and we allow ourselves to be molded and crafted. I think discipline comes into that very much. Learn to take discipline. Place it upon yourself. But I also mean it as in the form of correction. 
put yourself around others. And it may simply be your wife. You have chosen her to cleave, to become one. She has wisdom that you do not. Listen intently and heed it. I always lacked in that. Build that circle around you of true, determined help, determined to see you be better. It allows you to become that. And it allows you to do the same for those you care for. And in your little circle, make that better. And that concentric circle keeps going out and out and out. I would say that these are some of the essences of character and how we can start making ourselves as men better, our families better, and those around us better, and certainly our nation better. So until next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast.